so hi, I'm Vivi, and I'm going to talk about how we cope. So I think I'm correct in saying almost nobody saw a worldwide pandemic coming a year ago, unless, of course, there's somebody on this call who can tell the future. Seriously, 2020 did not know what hit it when it called for resilience and coping and every kind of mental strength strategy invented so far. I've gotten through to now, so I'm applauding all of you for being mentally strong. Everybody has some sort of internal coping mechanism, even if they're not aware of it, and it's frequently being used, especially now when we kind of really need it. Coping, in my opinion, isn't just a word for dealing with bad things happening, but a word for dealing with everything in life, the good, the bad, and that you don't even know what category they fall in things. Crying and smiling are natural coping mechanisms of the human body, and you cope with a lot of things, whether in a positive or negative way or in a neutral way, if you decide to take a walk and think about something that's happened, for example. Coping is a necessary and important thing to do. If your response to hearing about the pandemic is to cry and scream and fling pillows on the wall, you should do that. Pillows won't hurt your wall unless your wall is also made of pillows. I curl up on my bed and read for hours and get completely lost in a fictional world so I can escape from reality. As long as your coping mechanism isn't harming anyone, including yourself, it's completely fine. There's many people going through the same kind of stress, so you're definitely not alone. It's fine to get help if you need it, and it's natural to be, well, short-tempered right now. And more applause for being mentally strong. Now, please excuse me, because I have a book to get back to. As, as you all know, we can't always ignore the unhappy things. I'm going to share with you today some strategies I have for dealing with the unhappy things. Um, I use the general term unhappy things because it seems to encompass all that makes us sad, angry, stressed, whatever negative emotions we may be feeling. So what I say can maybe be used by you in your unique circumstances. My strategy number one is using de-escalating reasoning in my thinking about an unhappy thing. If I've started to panic, I try to figure out if there is some information that makes the unhappy thing seem not as bad as I initially thought. And if I've drawn some unhappy conclusions based on the thing, I make sure that they are backed up by evidence. My second strategy is trying to understand that other people have experiences that make them act in certain ways. I didn't include this strategy in the reasoning method I first mentioned because it isn't based on concrete facts. It is based on the basic idea that people who act negatively toward the world generally do so because of an unfortunate part of, of their life. If I've started to think that a person's actions are crazy bad, I remind myself that, that something is up with them. They may have developed a bad social habit over time or without intervention or had a negatively formative experience so there is hope that their actions will stop with 
the proper guidance. My third strategy uh, is talking to others about how I feel. If I keep an unhappy thing in my head for a long time, it can be difficult to, to cool off my feelings related to it or reduce the amount of time I spend thinking about it. If I tell someone about it, they may be able to help me realize that it is not as bad as I initially thought or help me release some of the emotions I had bottled up about it. However, sometimes the combination of these three strategies does not purge the influence of an unhappy thing from my life. It might come back from time to time or never go away and unhappy things influence can reoccur on a variety of timelines. No matter how it reoccurs, I sometimes start to freak out not only about the unhappy thing, but also about the fact that it seems to never go away. In this case, I need to calm down about my emotions. Um, to, to the extent that we are all still trying all that works for us to get out of negative emotional states we may experience, it's important to stay as calm as possible about our feelings. For me, coping healthily in quarantine is about finding beautiful things. They don't have to be happy. Happy is asking for a lot. But these beautiful things can remind me that the world can be lovely or that things can be good. Maybe it's just a friendly breeze outside or a really good line in a book that I find beauty in. Sometimes even bad or bad things can have an element of beauty to find. Like how even though I may have taken a month's worth of textbook notes in one night, I can laugh at the way I tell myself every time this happens that it won't happen again, even though it always does. To me, there can be something beautiful in my persistent and unfounded ideas of hope for improvement. When I can find beautiful things, it gives me a wider and more optimistic view on life. As I write this, I have no idea what anyone else has written, but yesterday me can probably guess that it was about coping during the pandemic, the reasons behind it, ways that we cope, maybe something like that. But what, but what do we do to move on from coping? Because coping is what we do to deal with our stresses, but at some point we need to move forward from that. And I guess in that vein, a thing I would like to talk about is the question, is coping always the right answer? Because while it may seem like it, a lot of the times it leads to a lot more harm than good. So time has gone on and on and we've coped and it's helped a little bit, but what we really need is not to cope temporarily, but to make the, to make the pain go away, but it's to adjust and move on. Coping helps, but only up to a point, after which it just becomes something we depend on rather than something to help. And after this dependence, we become people who cope to live rather than cope to help. 
And the effects end, end up being even worse if coping methods end up being themselves harmful, leading to dependence on something that hurts us. So coping too much leads to dependence and even the act of coping itself can bring us harm. So it's really looking like the answer to this question is pointing in a direction saying that while coping inherently may not be a negative thing, it can a lot of the times lead to negative consequences for the person doing it. Instead of this, what if we adapted to the situation? Instead of trying to find the one thing that made us feel a little bit better, what if we made true changes instead of trying to cope with our old selves? Because people are growing beings. They're not permanent. They're, in, uh, they're impermanent. They're impure. They keep moving forward and changing with time with the new experiences and the new people that they meet. We should truly adapt instead of cope. What if we change the way we lived instead of trying to work with an old model? The same way you don't try to upgrade an 80-year-old car, why do we need to stick to the old and just try to duct tape it together? Why not just get a new one altogether that is inherently just a lot more suited for the new situation or any new situation that someone may run into? Not just a pandemic, but maybe if you moved or changed jobs or anything like that, why try to cope with an old model when you can get a new one that is so much better fitted for the new situation. So I challenge you to look past these repairs and switch to a model that's more adept to the new situation. Take away the training wheels and just get a new bike. Here's what I urge everyone to do. I urge you to find your version of life during coronavirus, not just a dumbed down version of your normal life or stitch together experiences of what you used to like, but really a new version of yourself. Something that is uniquely fitted for today. And when things go to normal, you might wanna switch it back. And that's completely fine because you'd be doing the same thing. Switching back to a model that's just better fitted for this new terrain. And yeah, the switch does take getting a little used to, but in the end, it gets you to a more complete life that's better fitted for the situation. So everybody copes. It's how we get through the tough times, but sometimes coping isn't enough and often is straight up harmful. So why don't we adapt rather than cope? Use the coping to fix today and the adaptation to fix tomorrow.